hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor are always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 119. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. My name's Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com, and joining me each and every week is the other bloke, Talking Tech, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. It's a pleasure to be with you here again today. The pleasure's uh, all mine. episode awaits. It's Fennecum action-packed. I mean, there is a lot to talk about on this week's show. Uh, lots of big, lots of little stories, and we'll bring them all to you right now. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Now, I'd like to say the big news about Optus this week is their crazy, childish new logo, but let's just move past that for a minute. <laughs> Uh, you don't like the crayon logo, mate? Seriously, my son uh, could have drawn that. It's like... W- <laughs> probably did, cost them $100,000 to get it designed. It's probably 200000 it, <laughs> like there's, It's not a font, it's a, it's a crayon, as you said. But anyway, good luck yeah. to them. They've gone back to the Yes branding there a little bit too. But the, the big news this week from Optus was, was their plan rearrangement. Now, I'm sure you can read a lot into the ups and downs of the plans and whether they're more or less. And at the base level, there's a little bit less data in them. But here's the thing that's really appealing. You're on a, let's say, $50 plan and you go over, you use too much data. Instead of paying per megabyte of data, you can now just bump up into the next plan. So you go up a cap level and you only go up temporarily for that month. And then at the end of the month, you go back to your old plan. I mean, at its very basic level, I know that's a really simplistic explanation, but that's a bloody great idea. Absolutely. And you know what? It's uh, good, good, good on Optus for thinking about it because... Bill shock. Anyone going over a cap, we should explain. Caps uh, have been, and we've said this before. Caps are the minimum amount you got to spend, yeah. not the maximum amount. A That's lot of right. people forget that. They yeah. think, oh, I want a sixty dollar cap. It's going to be sixty. Not always the case. And in, in, in the in this instance, the bill shock it can be pretty large. It can from hundreds of th- extra dollars to thousands mm. of extra dollars. Exactly. So the the ability for you to just go bumped up. And it costs like ten bucks to go to get an extra gig of data, which is heaps, hmm. an extra two hundred minutes of uh, voice talk time, which is another great thing that they've done. They've gone minutes. from um, a dollar value to minutes, which yeah. is smart. Yep. Um, you know, I think, I, and I, I think it won't be long before the other telcos follow suit. I think that's good on Optus for, for taking the lead in this instance and their customers will be thanking them, I think, by hanging around or even joining the network. And I think that's what's really interesting here is that it's one of the big three, Telstra, Optus or Vodafone, that are, that are making this move as opposed to one of the little guys saying... Yeah, I thought you know, this is like an Amasim type mm. move, you know, like one of those other little, those little uh, nimble little uh, telcos. But yeah. no, good on Optus. And and I think the, the we, we, we can downplay any number of parts of it, but the, the move from dollar value to minutes is 
so important, you know, because it's one of the, and you talk to the people like at Whistle Out and those kind of places, and, and really the idea of having $400 worth of included credit, which you've got to work out how many text messages that is, and then divide out the text messages and work out how many dollars worth of um, calls you've got, and then work out the flag fall and the per minute rate. It's impossible to work out how long you, you can actually talk for. You need a, de- a physics degree to work it out, Trevor. Which, you know, I certainly don't have. I know you're a, you're a well-accomplished man, and I'm, you, you could probably do <laughs> I don't it, have it either, although I did do physics at school, but it hasn't really served me any purpose in my life. Engineering science was as close as I came, and that was just <laughs> basically because it was tech drawing moved on, and I didn't want to have to do anything uh, more detailed. But anyway, moving on, uh, basically, bloody great idea, bloody great plans, well done, congratulations to Optus, and as you say, we're probably going to see people go, hang on a minute, I might move, I might change, or certainly, I might give my loyalty back to Optus. So that's great news from Optus, and uh, Stephen's written a great little yarn and a, and a simple explanation of that at techguide.com.au. Now, mate, I know you're a bit of a car man. Not a bit of a car man. You are a massive car man. Oh, what? So you're all, you, it's always a delight to chat to you about in-car technology. I think mm. we chatted a little bit last week That's about right. Commodore, the, yep. you know, the Commodore that you... You know, you brought it again to drive. Anyway. Oh, hello, hello, hang on, stop. <laughs> what are you driving right now? <laughs> I'm driving a Ford Cougar. Yeah. And that's spelled K-U-G-A, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. not the Cougar that you're thinking of. What, what, what I've described as almost a self-driving car, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Absolutely not. Well, we're here to talk about Ford, and uh, they've, we've, we've spoken in the past. I just came back from Taipei uh, after Ford uh, showed me their latest in-car technology with the AppLink, etc. But this is some more technology they're developing in-car, and it's got to do with car-to-car communication. Now, by car-to-car communication, we're talking signal sent to other vehicles, not being able to catch the attention of the attractive woman uh, in the, at the lights next to you. <laughs> well, by car-to-car communication, we're talking about the ability for your car, and in this case, they're utilizing it for something called the electronic brake light. So mm. brake lights work because you can see them. Yep. But if you can't see a brake light, you're around a bend, around a turn, wherever, a brake light isn't very effective. With the electronic brake light, in the case of an emergency braking situation, a signal is transmitted to the cars behind you Hmm. and a little alert pops up on the dashboard. Hmm. That's that electronic brake light to alert you that there is a braking incident up ahead to get ready to hit the anchors. Now, having that extra warning could could potentially save lives. It's obviously an increased safety in your vehicle. And the the demonstration video that's available online for this, basically they talk about the fact that they're essentially using, you know, um, Wi-Fi and GPS and different technologies to communicate uh, your location, you know, to to only the vehicles around you and therefore communicate to compatible vehicles around you what's going on with your car. And brake lights is obviously just the first of potentially many signals that it could do. And basically, in this prototype, they just had what looked like a GPS unit sitting on the dash, which would, you know, just alert to buggery once, you know, the lights came on so that you knew you had to brake. But mm. a simple idea, isn't it, you know, to say, hang on a minute, we rely on the brakes on a car to work out when we might need to slow down. But what Absolutely. about when those cars go around a corner and you can't see it, but yet you do need to brake? And that's, or, I think, ha- what's interesting. How many times you've been behind a car where maybe one brake light's out, both brake lights mm. are out? Yeah. That's another, that's another danger too. But one, one thing that we sort of – I'm hoping this happens down the track where this becomes a standard across all vehicles, not just Ford, not just a Ford vehicle. That's right. That this could be potentially 
effective, you know, no matter what sort of car you're driving. Because it's almost useless if it's just Ford to Ford because, you know, if, if someone in a in a Vauxhall in front of you, we're talking European cars here, was to um, was to break in front of you, well, just because you've got a Ford with this thing doesn't make it any better yeah. for you. But um, what, here, I'll, I'll take it to a more um, comical level and, and suggest that, you know, car-to-car communication would be very valuable. I can't tell you the number of times I've been, you know, in the early evening or, or early morning and people don't have their lights on and you're sitting there flashing your lights and saying, turn your yeah. lights on. Mate, wouldn't it be good if I could just send a message? Just press a button on my screen and say, send the bloke in front of me a message, tell him to turn his lights on, will you? Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of in-car communication I want. Absolutely. But they did discuss other in-car, uh, called car-to-car communication uh, in cases of sort of identifying traffic choke points, you know, mm. like if the, the cars transmit information about their situation. If they're, they're not moving very fast, obviously that's one idea that you're in traffic. Yep. But another thing that I quite liked was being able to access the internet or to access the area around you to identify vacant parking spots yeah. or accessing uh, traffic camera, pictures from traffic cam, so you know up ahead what to expect rather than running into the traffic because you had no, no warning. Um, those sort of things are, are what could come of this technology and well, not only will it improve safety, but it'll also be a lot more convenient as well. It's, um, it's exciting. And it's also scary because we, we just can't even imagine what's coming. But uh, that's the future of in-car technology, and that's uh, a nice little uh, uh, little get up there from Ford. Um, great stuff. An electronic brake light. You, you wouldn't imagine it, but uh, it's well worth having a look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, mate, you know I'm, I've been with Vodafone for a while, and, and I don't really have a huge problem with the network, especially for me. You hung in there, mate. Oh, that's mate. what I like about you. You're loyal. You Solid. hung in there. Good to hear. And and this is a really interesting thing. I've been obviously testing the 4G speeds of late, which has been fun. And I've been, geez, I've been hammering their data. I mean, they've had to give me some credits because every time you do a speed <laughs> test, it's between 10 and 100 meg. People don't realize this. And so I did like two gig of speed test downloads in like one day. It was unbelievable. But anyway, I've done the 4G test and I'm, I'm very impressed with their 4G. But then I on the week, uh, last week, uh, you know, this I spent a couple of days at home with some painters painting through the house. And I took a couple of phone calls and I went, my God, the quality of this phone call is stupidly good. And I thought to myself, oh, it's my wife. And then another another, another caller, I thought they must have iPhone 5s because, you know, the iPhone 5 has a very good um, noise cancelling and iPhone 5 to iPhone 5 is actually better quality than, than, than yeah, iPhone 5 to anything yes. else. And then and I'm sitting there thinking, wow, it's amazing. And then I just, just on, I think it was Monday morning, I went, oh, hang on a minute. And I just sent a text message to, to one of the ladies at Vodafone I know. And I said, um, are you guys rolling out HD voice and she sent back and she said release coming your way because they were going to announce it that very day just by happen that I noticed it over the weekend HD voice um, has been around on Telstra for nearly a couple of years now um, and I remember testing this, uh, a Sony phone in the very early days. Now, HD voice yeah. is a pretty unbelievable. It uses wideband um, spectrum. And it, but, but how good is it when you first hear it? Like It, it is... The quality of it is incredible. It's like the person standing next to you. Like we, we just come for, to take for granted what it sounds like to be on the phone. That's right. And it, then to hear the HD voice on top of that is, wow, it's just so impressive. People are wondering, well, how good could a voice sound? Well, the answer to that is very good. Yeah. Uh, the, the HD voice has just added a whole new dimension to phone calls. And I, um, I had a lot of um, uh, messages from people during the weeks after I wrote about it saying, um, you know, I, I couldn't believe it when I first heard it because it just suddenly happened. Now, really importantly, um, you do need a specific phone 
to, to make this work. It's available on the iPhone 5, Galaxy yep. S234, the Xperia Z, the Nokia Lumia. So there's a lot of phones, but not all yep. of them. So don't expect the every, G, every Is call. the LG Optimus G one of those? Uh, it's not listed, but it may be. And then the other yep. important thing is, it's Vodafone to Vodafone only, just like Telstra is Telstra to Telstra only. Uh-huh. My information is they are working on a behind-the-scenes, you know, cross-carrier solution, but what's the benefit? I was going to ask about that. When are they going to cross the streams? It's a bit like yeah. Ghostbusters. They've got to cross the streams. Oh, I just can't imagine. Like, what's the benefit in doing that for, for Telstra or Vodafone? I don't know. Well, so that, that's yeah, but, but, but you got to remember, though, at each end of that phone call is a customer to that company. Like, if I'm a Telstra customer and I want to talk to other people that might not be Telstra customers... I want to hear it clearly as well, and the fact that they, that Telstra allow me to do it makes me happy to be a Telstra customer. Exactly. Why can't S Fennec call T Long, uh, even though we're on different carriers, and have a, a conversation like we were standing? We might here. record. We, how about we do a test? We'll record two blokes talking tech on HD voice. Well, the listeners uh, phone right to phone to Telstra as soon as they do it. Listeners right now would argue it's probably better than what we're getting through Skype at this very moment, but um, maybe the bandwidth will probably be a lot better. Yeah, that's probably because of your internet connection at home, but we won't digress oh, into that. me again. Okay, oh, mate, good. hello. We've done speed <laughs> tests. We know where the problem lies, people. Okay, and, and just for the record, I've got Optus cable here at home, which has been speed bumped, by the way, and you are sitting on what, a Telstra big, cable connection back big there? Big Pond or? Ultimate, yeah. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting 110 meg down and three or four meg up, and you're getting 80 yeah. or 90 down and nothing up. Yeah. Anyway, that's, anyway, it's, that's it, it. Sounds okay though today, Trevor, doesn't it? It's 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 getting there. Listeners are so putting the up with it. Gods are smiling on me this week. That's good. Just a little. It's buffering a bit, but people are putting up with it, aren't you, people? And thank you for your support and patience, everyone. Uh, two blokes talking tech. Uh, if you've got Vodafone, you've got HD voice. Let us know what you think. It's pretty cool. Sounds great when you when you make that first call. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And remember their motto, go faster, go further. And that's what happens with their new range of wireless AC routers. You can upgrade your home network to next generation Wi-Fi for more fun and more functionality. The D300, D6300, 6200 Wi-Fi modem and modem routers are just brilliant for your home or small business. And they give you this new AC. So you've heard of B, G, and N, and now there is AC. AC is three times faster than uh, than wireless N, and it gives you the best Wi-Fi coverage because it goes further. And these things have also got USB ports in the back of them, so you can plug in a printer or a hard drive, and you can have remote access to the USB hard drive via the ReadyShare cloud, as Netgear calls it. Um, the, the number of devices that are now picking up wireless AC is, is amazing, from the Samsung Galaxy S4 to the, to the new MacBook Airs. Um, this is the future-proofing for your home. We've been talking about it here for, for over a year now, and Netgear were the first in the country with it. For more information, you can check it out at netgear.com.au. Well, there's a little bit of buzz uh, in the movie. We don't often talk about movies on Two Blokes Talking Tech, Trev, but on, in this, on this occasion, I think it's appropriate because yes. we're talking about a movie based on the life of Steve Jobs, the late Apple CEO, uh, and it's starring Ashton Kutcher. Now, there have been pictures of Ashton Kutcher circulating around the net for a few months now, mm-hmm. uh, and he looks remarkably like Steve Jobs in those early days, and they've released the first official trailer for the film. It's due out in August. Uh, but I, I just I, I was quite impressed with the trailer. It kind of takes you behind the scenes of the way the the company was founded. Uh, there's a guy played Steve Wozniak as well, so it really takes you inside the whole Apple story of of that sort of takes you behind the scenes. Anyone who's read Walter Isaacson's book will 
kind of have an insight, mm. although the Walter Isaacson book is the basis for a rival film about mm. Steve Jobs, which is being written by Aaron Sorkin, who wrote The Social Network. Yep. That's going to come out from Sony, I think, next year. So, But this one we're talking about, it was, it was an independent biopic that it's, it's, it was screened at the Sundance Film Festival earlier this year. Had kind of mixed reactions, but I think there's a lot of people, like, you, like you, I might even get you to sit through this movie, Trevor. <laughs> I know you're not a massive movie fan, <laughs> but I think a story about Steve Jobs and the rise of, and, and fall and rise again of Apple I think would be a fascinating one. You know, the last movie I watched on Blu-ray has just come to mind. It was The Social Network. Um, uh-huh. That was the last time so I watched, watched a movie. You have watched a movie. Yeah, but no, I watched it on my own. We were talking before uh-huh. we recorded it. My wife wasn't involved in that viewing experience. Okay. Um, but uh, no, I, I saw the trailer also, and I, I, you know, we saw all the leaked photos of Ashton Kutcher, you know, playing the role and dressing and the, and the, and the publicity photos and things. It is a bit uncanny, but I think that's, that's, that's the power of the mind. You know, they, they make you feel like you're seeing Steve Jobs if you, Really saw exactly. them side by side. It wouldn't be true, but but yeah. it, they've done a good job just to just to bring him through that that period, whether it's a transitional period from you know the the growth of the, the birth of the company to the growth of the company. And uh, you know, I re- I do I honestly look forward to this because I'm I I I probably consume. Uh, information like that better through a movie than I do through a book, and uh, well, although I won't, you know, take it as fact because it's obviously a movie. But you did read the Steve Jobs book too, didn't you? I did not read it cover to cover. No, I got about a par- maybe not a big two reader, chapters through. Not mate. a big movie viewer. No, no, I'm very, I'm very simple, man. Hang in there, mate. Hang, hang in there for what? Hang in there. I think that. No, how about this, right? How about the two blokes go watch this one together? Mm. And we, we'll do our review on, we wouldn't, it, on the on the we podcast. We wouldn't sit in the that. in the seats directly next to each other, would we? There'd be a seat between us, wouldn't there, or something? How does that work? I don't know if you need a buffer buffer zone, mate. I don't know. I'm happy to sit right next to you, mate. Can it might we, be a crowded session. We might have to be elbow to elbow. But if there is a bit of room, bit of buffer room, can we get can we get some um, can we get some Twitter advice on that uh, at Trevor Long and at Stephen Fennec, Stephen with a PH? Just you know, what's the story? Should we be should the blokes be elbow to elbow, or yeah. should there be a seat in between as a buffer zone? Buffer space, yes. Buffer space no that's your hashtag buffer yes buffer no all right, all right. let's that's, put it to the people but anyway put it steve the jobs uh the film's simply called jobs uh and it is out in august and we're really looking forward to seeing it ashton kutcher looks like he's uh pretty impressive i think you'll forget pretty much that you're watching ashton kutcher you'll believe you're watching steve jobs yep. looking forward to seeing their interpretation of the apple story can't wait jobs j-o-b-s not really hard to find is it two blokes talking tech you're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick and a couple of quick things in terms of updates on iOS 7 which is coming in around September and I've got to say the, the hype around it's it's building I'm, I'm getting more and more people asking about it and certainly when people see that I'm running it on my phone people a lot of people ask questions and, and uh, this week uh, Apple released an update to the iOS beta uh, available only to developers at this point um, in time so don't don't worry why you don't have it on your phone um, a couple of things quickly the iOS beta 2 for the iPhone now includes the um, the voice memo app which is um, fantastic Fantastic. Two things, because a it's, it looks better, but they also got now you can edit the the um, the voice recordings, which is really really good, and that'll come in handy for radio stations and things like that. And the other thing is that iOS seven is now available for iPad, and I got to tell you, I think it looks best on iPad. I think the the overall layout just kind of pops a bit more on the iPad. So I think um, I think iPad users will really enjoy iOS seven. So. Um, that's um the next beta is out Interesting. now. Interesting, yeah. I think mm. there's a few people that have installed it, including yourself, uh, and I've I've had it running as well. But I think there's a lot of people who are looking forward. Of, I think there's been a lot of mixed reaction to this one. But people either love it or hate it. Mm. 
A lot of people I've thought I've heard saying, "Oh no, what have they done?" And other people have said, "Wow, that's the best thing I've ever seen." There, there, there seems to be no middle ground there, Trevor. Yeah, I think it's no, interesting that reaction, how it's going to go down when it's official and when it's on the new iPhone and on the new iPad and all these devices well, down the track. Well, so, if, uh, if you want, if people want to want a, a more in depth look at iOS seven for the iPhone, I did write. I took a lot of uh, screenshots and I put them up at eftm.com.au. Stack of different features that the, the, the ones that jumped out to me. It's not a comprehensive review it's just a a, yeah. a set of set of features that jumped out to me and my my summary was you know what you'll love it after a while it it, it yeah. does take time and that's that's the nature of the beast yeah. and i don't i, think I wrote Apple it up about the, well, as it happened and uh that has been one of the most click stories on my website for months yeah no absolutely a lot of people, interest around it i think people are just really curious to see what it looks like first of all but it's kind of like that's what I like about iOS updates is that when you do it, it's almost like for a lot of people, including us, it's like getting a new phone. You've that's got to right. kind of learn the ins and outs of it again. It's got a slightly different look. So that, that, that's a really good well, thing you, in Apple's favor. And the fact that most people update, I think they had a stat that 93% of the Apple U- iPhone users are running the very latest software. And look, it's an impressive stat. Uh, you know, pe- think about how important the software is to the phone. That's why it feels like a new phone because it is basically new. And remember, on Absolutely. the iPhone four, it's a knockdown rebuild. This this is a knockdown rebuild for the iPhone four. So um, love it if you've got an iPhone four when it comes out later in the year, uh, around September we think. And um, more info on that as the weeks and months progress. Here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, we've had uh, some news recently about Instagram. Now, Instagram, as we know, was purchased by Facebook last year for a princely sum, around, I think, a billion dollars from memory, Trevor. Um, and Facebook, of course, have uh, not only taken advantage of that, of that fact, but lately, just before we talk about Instagram, they've, they've been kind of taken a few leaves out of the Twitter book. You know, mm-hmm. they've, they've set up verified accounts. They've even now using hashtags. And the latest, though, is what they're doing is uh, adding video to Instagram. Now, this comes a few months after Twitter acquired a company called Vine, which records six-second videos on a loop. Uh, Instagram have come up with a way for you to record your videos up to 15 seconds, 15 seconds being the maximum. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at the the same time, you can add your filters that that we know and love that have been there for our still images, Mm. which uh, I think is quite interesting, although – my, my experience with it so far, I haven't recorded any videos, but I, I'm often looking through, scrolling through the Instagram feed, and the, the, the icon at the top right-hand corner of the video is sometimes very hard to notice, and mm. suddenly there's a burst of sound and the video starts playing. It, uh, it actually it, it, it startled me a couple of times when the videos pop through. What do you think about it? You know, I think it sucks. Um, I think it's pure copycat stuff. I think Vine is fun, but I don't think it's working as well as it could. I think Vine... Um, takes too long to load. It's a six-second video, for Christ's sake. It shouldn't take that long to load. And it's the same with Instagram. It's a 15-second video. It mm. should not take as long as it does to load. And But that's a, that's interesting. Like the 15-second, recording a 15-second video, mm. that's quite a decent-sized file. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but what here's what here's the thing, right? You you flick through. Think about how these things are consumed on the mobile, because that's where this happens. You flick through your Facebook feed. You flick through your Twitter feed. You flick through your Instagram feed, and it's it's a visual experience. The Instagram feed, and I think it's been spoiled by the the video experience because the videos are, aren't a single image experience, and so therefore you you get this percentage of things in your feed which are actually not as nice to look at. And I, I don't know. I think it's. I just don't think it's as as good an experience and i think 
you know, sometimes you just got to limit yourself to what you do best. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not convinced. Here's here's my big thing though. Because I do believe that technology-wise, it's a poor implementation. I think for some reason, the uploading and the playing of videos isn't as quick as it should be. And here's what I think. I think Google have an opportunity here. Google have an opportunity here to bring Google Plus into the next level by doing the best level of video stuff. Now, Mm. YouTube is the most exhaustively um, reliable platform for video in the world, I would argue. Yeah. So imagine using the servers and the, and the capacity of YouTube to, to host and store 6, 7, 10, 15, 20-second videos. Absolutely. Um, I actually think they've got... A, th- 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 I think that could be the winner here, and I think that, yeah. that, would, that would make me put the Google Plus icon right on my home screen. But anyway, that's that's just what I reckon. I don't know. But I noticed too when it when Instagram video, I think it was I think it was about a week ago it first started. It was first introduced, and everyone started doing it. Like every second in my feed, anyway, every five million in the first video, day. Hmm. and now they've got it's now one in ten or one yeah. in twenty even. Yeah. They're not as many now. I think the novelty sort of worn off straight away for people. Unsurprising to me, but anyway, if you're into it, love it, and uh, if you haven't seen it yet, give it a try. Fifteen second videos on Instagram. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Couple of quick ones before we go to your uh, minute reviews. Um, I, I do love my digital radio, and, and people know I'm in the industry, so I'm a bit passionate about it. But um, Bush is uh, Bush Australia, Bush Grundig, the whole range of brands under the one uh, company umbrella. But Bush is a good, solid brand that's been around for a long time, and their digital radios have been quite good and very successful. And one of their most successful radios, not digital radios, radios, was this really old style looking heritage radio. <laughs> And when they told me that, I was quite surprised. But I think they've they've realised that, and they've brought out a um, a really really nice looking what they call heritage retro digital radio. And I'm I had a look at the pictures of this, and you know they're really nice looking old radios. You know, very wooden box style, couple of knobs at the front, very small screen, but a nice sort of, sort of gold. Looks like and the wireless. The, the good old wireless. The wireless. Our parents used to listen. To. Exactly. I think it's uh, – and I like that about Bush, the fact that they kind of bring it back to the future. That's right. They're That's appealing right. to that older audience who love the radio yep. by giving it these sort of looks but making it a digital radio at the same time. And even – one of them even has Bluetooth. Yeah. It's, it so was, how's that for uh, appealing to your older older users – with new technology, but making it look like the old technology. And that's what I really that's love fun. about this. It's $249. See, we went through this phase where when digital radio came out, there was a lot of internet radios, right, with digital radio in it. I've got to be honest, I don't think a lot of people give a, give a rats about digital uh, internet radio. Yeah, um, it's become I, an app anyway. I, I think, it's on your phone now. Exactly. I think digital radio is, is going to continue to grow in, in metro areas because it's, it's the best way to listen to your local radio station. But having this big speaker in, in a part of your house is now becoming – should be a speaker for your phone as well and that's why adding bluetooth is just such it's a stroke of genius so 249 bucks um the bush heritage retro system great little radios and you'll find them around the place but the website for bush is bushaustralia.com.au if you want to see some pictures i whacked them up on the website eftm.com.au Well, very quickly, one last uh, one before we jump into the reviews, Trev. Now, SanDisk is a company we all know uh, as a storage company, and their you know USB drives have become 
they needed something new to appeal to people again. I think uh, they now they're starting to get smaller. They're now made of different materials. And what I like about the latest, the Cruiser Force, it's made out of metal, so it's quite sturdy. So no matter where you take it, it's going to handle uh, the bumps and scrapes. Your information will be safe. And, but what I also like about it is that you can even password protect some of your most important files. So if this, mm. if you happen to lose it, it's quite small. It's only three centimeters long. But if you lose it, you're able to use their secure access software so that your private files stay private. Great software. I actually, um, when I got this thing, I've got to tell you, talk about secure access. It was bloody hard to get it out of the packaging. Um, it was too. <laughs> you found that? I found that. You had to get the, had to get the blades out. So, <laughs> I didn't have a blade. I'm, I'm hacking at it with my teeth. I struggled big time. Um, anyway, it was very secure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the secure um, software. I had because I got a Mac. I had to download it, but it's very, it's very simple. It just runs on your computer. You plug it in, and then you drop your files into it into the app, and that, it encodes them, encrypts them. So if you lose it, the, the files are safe. Um, you've got to have yeah. a password to get them out. So it's very smart. It, and here's the best thing about it. Um, you'll correct me, but because I don't have it in front of me, but eight gigabyte, eleven dollars. Thirty-two gigabyte. Like thirty five dollars, thirty two gig, thirty five bucks. You know, it's it's actually a really beautiful looking little USB. You can whack it on your keyring or whatever. Um, and it looks, to be honest, I'm running the MacBook Air at the moment. It looks perfect sitting out the side of an Ultrabook. I got to tell you, so um, okay. a great little thing and available at all the big retailers. And Sandisk is, you know, big name. So sit, look for a little, um, a little. It's like the size of one of those um uh, prepaid SIM card uh, you'll find at service stations. But all the, all the big electronics retailers, Sandisk. It's called the Cruiser Force, uh, and well worth checking out. And uh, Stephen's got some photos and things up at techguide.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick Alright, let's round it out with two of Stephen's most spectacular reviews and uh, we're going to kick it off with a Samsung Bluetooth speaker, mate. Yes, it is. Now, this is a slightly larger Bluetooth speaker made of uh, metal. It's a qu- quite an attractive-looking product. It's the DAF61. I know for our, uh, our listeners out there, those numbers are very important, but 22 centimetres wide, 13 centimetres long, weighs 1.1 kilos. I think even you could carry that around, Trev. <laughs> 10 watts by 2 total power. It's got neodymium speaker, passive bass radiator. What that means is the passive bass, it can adapt the bass to your area. It's adjustable. A lot of speakers you're stuck with the bass level if you don't like it too bad this lets you adjust the bass level very subjective thing bass and it, it sounds pretty cool uh it's it, it, and because it's slightly larger than your, your average bluetooth speakers bluetooth speakers tend to be quite small these are a decent size there's a nice kickstand at the back so you can uh, position it quite comfortably it's got nfc so you can do a one one touch connection with compatible devices and it's got a nice little leather cover that comes covers the grill when not in use the daf 61 uh, is priced at $299 and you can it's priced that way because it's slightly bigger but it's made of very high quality materials so check out the review at techguide.com.au and um, this one's an interesting one for gamers I had a. I got my hands on this uh, at the Comp- Computex in Taipei. This is the Nvidia Shield. Now, Nvidia is a company we know. They make uh, graphic processors and chips and stuff like that. They've made a gaming device, portable gaming device. That when you first look at it, it looks like an Xbox controller. You think, well, where's the gaming system? The gaming system is actually there's a five inch screen that folds up out of that controller. So not only gives you the portability of, a, of the gaming system, but you've also got all the tactile controls like you 
you're like you're in front of your gaming console. This is a big breakthrough, I think, for gaming. It runs Android. Uh, it's got a touchscreen as well of all, all the controls. Only available for pre-order in the U.S. and Canada at the moment. It's going to cost $299 U.S., uh, but it will be available in Australia eventually. Uh, I don't know whether you can actually order it. I don't think you can order it from the site just yet. But if you're into your games and want to have those physical controls on the go, the NVIDIA Shield is the game the game console for you. Beautiful. And uh, you can check out those hands-on photos at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And I believe that's what we call in the business a wrap. Uh, episode 119. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, and of course, thank of course, thanks to the global resources of uh, Your Tech Life and TechGuide.com.au. Um, global resource. I think that's a valid point. Don't you global think? Global so? resources. That's, I like the sound of that. We should we should use that more often. Yeah, and yeah. don't forget, people, get on Twitter. Do we have the buffer zone of the movies or not? We'd like to hear from you. At Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick with a PH. Hashtag buffer zone yes, buffer zone no. Uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech, we'll be back next week. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.